listeners, a beautiful evening to you all, and I'm glad to be here with you on another edition of the What Do You Think program on Digital FM. I am Okwe Sanyaolu. Dear Lord, we thank you for your mercies that has preserved us thus far. We ask that you will please teach us tonight as we behold ourselves in the mirror of your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Last week, we paused on the series from the book of Judges. Note that I said paused. When we end the series, it doesn't mean we can go back there again. We're just taking a break. So, today, we will begin a new series as we take a look at some events and characters in the book of Matthew. So, tonight, we'll be discussing from Matthew chapter 1 from verse 1 to 17 we'll be reading from the new international version as we take a discourse on pedigree Matthew chapter 1 verse 1 and I'll read verse 17 but in between we'll talk about the things in between so I read verse 1 a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ the son of David the son of Abraham verse 17 says thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David 14 from David to the exile to Babylon and 14 from the exile to the Christ. This is one of the passages that many people skip over when reading the Bible. The passage appears like one of the reasons some persons avoid history class or anything that has to do with life cycle for those in the field of science. It's about names, names of people, including the good the bad, the ugly, and the surprising. Different people from different cultures, variety of occupations, all working together for a common purpose. Each lived a separate life, all doing their own thing, not knowing what lay ahead in the future. beginning God already had an end point in mind to send Jesus for the salvation of mankind some belonged directly in the family line others positioned themselves to join the train still some were substitutes for others whatever the case God's scripts had to be well played cast came and cast left no rehearsal 
no take two, no time to waste. Everything was recorded live. Dear listeners, this world we're living in is a stage. The recording is going on right now and it is being live streamed. To get it right and play your role well, you need to listen to the voice of the director and person of the Holy Spirit. However, if you're not doing well or deviating, you will be warned and it's up to you whether to obey or not. Satan makes people deviate in order to have them destroyed or replaced. But it's in Jesus that you find the strength to stick to your God-given role and fulfill it. list. Some of the people seemed obscure with hard to pronounce names, but in each name there is a hint to show us that God had been thinking about the human birth of Jesus. Reading through the King James Version, you will see Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, and so on. And in the New International Version, you have Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, father of this, father of that. But none of the men single-handedly gave birth to a child. A woman was involved. But for some reasons best known to God, it wasn't essential to mention those names, yet we know they existed. The popular ones like Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah. However, the names of five women were actually included on the list. These were women who by human standards should be considered as a stain on the holy pedigree of Jesus. Welcome to the all of obscure women in the lineage of our Lord Jesus. Thanks for staying tuned. So, we will attempt to look at the disparities and similarities of these women and how they unknowingly found their ways into the pedigree of the Messiah. First on the list is Tamar, next Rahab, then Ruth. We have Bathsheba and the final person on the list is Mary. Let me start with Tamar. Tamar was a wife, but she became a widow and then she disguised as a whore, all in order to conceive in that family. Did she know something that we are not aware of? Was she aware that there were seeds in her that must be birthed? for the puzzle of this Jesus genealogy to be complete for a time as this. Judah's sons were not willing to be a part of God's vision. There would have been no Judah begat Pharaoh 
if not because of Tamar. God did not even reckon with Judah's remaining son from Shua, his wife. I read Matthew chapter 1 verse 3 says, Judah, the father of Perez and Dera, whose mother was Tamar. So, God did not reckon with Judah's remaining son from Shua, his wife, after the first two sons had died. Dear listener, I am not asking you to be desperate to the point of playing the allot. I am only reminding you about the seed of greatness in you that must be birthed. Will you be like Onan, Judah's son, who refused to do his part? Or you choose to be like Tamar, committing your all to realize that God-given vision for your life? Think. So you can read all about Tamar in Genesis chapter 38. We move on to the next person on the list and that is Rahab. She was a prostitute with faith. The faith that she developed in response to what she heard that the God of the Israelites had done. She didn't wait to see it happen with her own eyes before she believed and decided to be a part of God's agenda as she helped the spies. Despite her life of prostitution, she adored God and with her faith, she made the spies pledge for the safety of her entire family. She was not selfish or self-centered. And God considered a selfless act of hiding the spies that were on a divine mission and she was rewarded. The Lord who set the solitary in homes gave her a husband named Salmon. Her life was spared and she got a second chance to live right again because she acknowledged the one true God. She was numbered among his people and had the great privilege of giving birth to Boaz, the great grandfather of David. If Boaz was not born, would we have heard about David? Matthew chapter 1 verse 5, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Dear listeners, there are destinies connected to your vision. That is why you need to play your part well. If you started off on the wrong foot in the journey of life, all you need is the faith in the finished works of the cross so that you can get it right again. To learn more about Rahab, you can read Joshua chapter 2. Next on the list is Ruth. Ruth was a young widow from an idolatrous background, but she had the privilege of being married into a family from a godly nation. But things turned sour 
And the women in that home became widows one after another, all within the space of ten years. What if the women were the next in line on the death toll? But despite the mishaps, Ruth had heard other things about God, the God of Israel, and she made up her mind to serve him, no matter what. She did not base her faith on the evil circumstances or mysterious deaths happening around her, but on the true nature of God. If it was in our contemporary times, she would have suspected Naomi, a mother-in-law, as the one submitting the men of the family in a witchcraft coven. Dear listener, you are accountable for your decisions. Please do not join the group of persons who stop serving God because of things happening to others around them. Because you don't know the true status of their relationship with God, neither are you aware of the instructions that they failed to obey that warranted such calamities to befall them. Instead, do not relent, but look only unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So, Ruth decided to follow Naomi. Naomi that was already beginning to doubt God's faithfulness in her life, saying the Lord's end was against her. But Ruth remained steadfast and pledged allegiance to the one true God, and that simple faith of us brought enough hope to sustain she and Naomi. I think God must have been awed by the loyalty and confession of faith of this new convert such that all of their experiences were turned into testimonies and they were both restored and more importantly that action of loyalty secured ruth a space in the sacred bloodline of our lord jesus dear listener are you thinking of quitting please don't loyalty pays i don't mean the worldly loyalty of inheriting your friend's enemies no that's not the kind i'm talking about i mean pledging your allegiance to jesus to do right even in the face of hardships and temptations jonathan was loyal to god and the anointed david and it's and mephibosheth his son a permanent space at the king's table ruth's loyalty also earned her a new home and a newfound joy she even had a whole book of the Bible dedicated to her. What an honor. Stay loyal and the Lord will look upon you for good, even to your next generations. Next on the list is her ignorant action of taking a birth in an open space, coupled with the king's action of being in the wrong place, King David, yeah, of being in the wrong place at the wrong time, led to the untimely death of her husband Uriah. Do you know that your innocent action 
what you term innocent in court may lead to a nightmare of guilt for you and others. Some say I just feel comfortable in skimpy and revealing clothes. I tell you, that's a great predisposition to danger. Some people don't smoke or drink yet. That football match won't be interesting unless they watch it in a cool bar. I pray you're not mistaken for a rogue one of these days. So, for your sanity and peace of mind, before you take any action, please apply the J-O-Y rule. That is, how does it affect your relationship with Jesus, others, and yourself? Apostle Paul says, if eating meat will cause my brother to stumble, I would rather not eat it. Is it bad to eat meat? No, but just for the sake of someone else. So, David repented of his actions after the prophet Nathan confronted him about it. And I guess his repentance included Bathsheba also. So, finally, Bathsheba had the privilege of becoming the birth mother of the wisest man that ever lived in person of King Solomon. She also got a space in the family tree of Jesus. The fourth runner-up on the list tonight is Mary, Virgin Mary. She was espoused or engaged or betrothed, depending on your Bible version, to Joseph. She was a virgin. The Hebrew meaning of Mary is Mara, which means bitter. Why she was so named, I do not know. But the omniscient God that we serve decided that out of this bitter background will come the joy of the whole world. Although she was not married, God was aware of our relationship and it was a perfect unit for his plan. If she had been consummated in marriage, she would not have been fit to carry the Holy Seed. At the same time, God wanted Jesus to arrive in a family setting with a father figure. Mary knew the challenges lay ahead, yet she was excited. She was willing to forego the known for the unknown. She didn't use her relationship as an excuse. Once some persons are engaged, their world comes to a standstill. And all they can think of is the wedding, not the marriage, the wedding, the wedding day and the wedding night, that's all. All their visions on old, purpose on pause. Why? Sometimes even God that brought them into the relationship is put on relegation. For Mary, all the euphoria and fantasy about a wedding night meant nothing in comparison to the holy task of birthing the savior of the world. She had never been pregnant, but she took the risk. 
She didn't worry about what will happen to her shame. She didn't worry about the shame of a young woman who had not been officially married with protruding belly in the society. She went ahead and took the risk. Dear listener, if God was to search for an engaged couple to fulfill its purpose today, would he consider your courtship or relationship? Has your consecration not been soiled with premarital sex because of, if you love me, you let me? Well, if you both truly love God and you both love one another, then you'll stay pure. You know why? True love waits. Love is patient. You might say, well, God, God does not need anyone to birth Jesus again. Yes. But he still needs pure minds to birth his purpose in this generation. Pure minds to conceive a solution to a national problem. The assignment God has for you can only be accomplished by a consecrated lifestyle. Have you been soiled or stained already? It's not too late. The blood of Jesus is able to wash you and make you new again. And he will fill your new wine skin with new wine for you to fulfill his vision for your life. God is still accepting people to the lineage of Jesus today. Though not as an ancestor, but as siblings to Jesus. Through the adoption of the Spirit, whereby we are able to cry, Abba, Father. In my opinion, if God the Almighty, despite having his own beloved son, gave us the privilege to become his own children through adoption, I feel that Christian couples still can still adopt children despite having their own biological children in order to create an ideal environment for those children to thrive. What do you think? Dear Lord, we thank you for giving your son Jesus to us as a ransom for our redemption, which you have planned from the foundation of the world. Thank you for the privilege we have to refer to you as Father. For everyone who wants to come into this wonderful relationship with you, we ask that you accept them as they confess their sins, and please grant them the power to become your sons in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in to What Do You Think on Digital FM. Thank you, my dear producer, Emmanuel. Please don't forget to send your opinions to plus 234-803-490-1292. Plus 234-803-490-1292. Via WhatsApp or you can send an SMS to the same number. You can also respond on the Gisol FM Facebook page using the hashtags what do you think or hashtag pedigree on Gisol FM. Thanks. Until we meet next time, I am Okwe Sanyolu. Stay blessed.